You're listening to episode 56 of the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce you to an amazing friend of mine, Sam Winch. She is the lady behind so many of the amazing courses that you see out there in the marketplace. And we recorded this episode a couple of months ago and... It's just been a little while getting into the schedule. So I'm super excited to introduce you to her and for you to have the opportunity to hear a bit about her story uh, and to hear some of her tips around taking your knowledge and turning it into an online course. Welcome to the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Podcast, where we talk about what it really takes to be a great mum and build a successful business. I'm your host, Caroline Partridge, and I truly believe it is possible to do both those things. What we need, though, is a combination of mindset, strategy, and support. This podcast is all about having conversations with other mums that are building businesses and me sharing my best tips and tricks for you to get your online business out there and explode your business so that you can have the impact and income you really want. If you're ready to chase your dreams with me, then let's get into it. Well, hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Podcast. I'm super excited to introduce you to my amazing friend, Sam Winch. No, not the lunchtime food, Sam Winch. (laughs) Welcome, Sam. Thank you for having me. It's such a stupid name, hey? Like, you just have to roll with it. So bad. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think it's pretty memorable. And I'll like, I'll never forget when you told me the whole not the lunchtime food. And now it, I, it makes me think of you. So it works. <laughs> um, all right. So Sam, I'm super excited to have you on today because I know that for so many of my audience, uh, courses and online programs are part of uh, how they do business. And that is literally uh, your absolute zone of genius. So can you just tell us a little bit about you, what you do, who you serve, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So hi, I'm Sam. Um, I spend my days, day in, day out building online programs. So I work with busy business owners who normally have been a service provider for years. Like often by the time I've worked with them, they've been in business three, four, five years and they're really good at that stuff. But what that means is like you and I, they've got a head full of knowledge and content and they want to give all that back now. They want to put that out in the world. And both like you and I, there's so much in there that it's trying to work out how to get that out in a format that makes sense to their audience and how to put it in a platform and all those bits around getting all of that gold out of their head. So it's really where I come in. I'm, I like to tell people I'm the boring spreadsheet girl. Like <laughs> I come in with the structure and the framework and the, the really boring nerdy bits that help pull all that gold out and put it into a structure and a framework that we can sell on that makes sense. So that's kind of where I do that. In between that, I've got four kids. Don't ask me why we ended up with four kids. No, if you're listening and you've got three, don't do four. I don't know what it is, but it's like a whole extra <laughs> level. So um, yeah, between courses and kids, hey, that's my life in a nutshell. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah, I can't, I don't have four kids. I've only got two. It's probably enough. Uh, so yes, I know uh, busy, 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 busy. So um Maybe you could just give our listeners a little bit of an insight into how you ended up in the space that you're in right now, because it's been a bit of a journey and I know you've worked for yourself for quite a long time. So 
What's that kind of look like? Uh, it's been a really long journey. And I, when I talk to anyone about the business they're in and we start to look sort of into the future, I was like, don't get too attached to your five-year, 10-year, 15-year plans because who knows? Like, seriously, who knows? So Totally. Um, my background was actually retail. Like, I started working big box retail. I was just a casual in Kmart and I ended up in management. And when I got to a period where I was fed up of retail and I left and I was sort of looking for the next thing, someone offered me a job in training and I was like, oh, I've, I've got no experience in the world of training. And they were like, well, yeah, you do. Like you've been, you've been managing teams for like five years. And I was like, oh yeah. And so what I thought was years of management experience, which it was, was actually years of building and training teams of people and helping people learn and understand concepts. And so it kind of just, although I hadn't realized was a really natural fit into the world of building content and courses and learning content um, and facilitation and all those kind of things. And then um, I've always without realizing I've been that sort of entrepreneurial on the side. Like I've always had a side hustle. I was, you know, an Avon lady at one point and I was, um, my first husband and I, we opened a company that sold wargaming tabletop miniatures and we ran events where people came in like almost D&D style, played with their dice and their little mini heroes. And so we've oh, done wow. all sorts of things. Yeah, it's really varied. We've done all sorts of things on the side. Um, but about, I was looking at the calendar today, about 10 years ago, I actually went and took a life coaching course because I was like, I want to learn something new. And I realized pretty quick off the back of that, that I wasn't a life coach, that this is not me. <laughs> um, but I took a heap of those strategies and started talking to business owners. I've been doing management and training for a while. So when I started to talk to businesses over the last 10 years, it's really just developed. Like it started as coaching. It kind of moved into running our own training company. I kind of decided that was really boring. So yeah, it's morphed and, and evolved, but it's led me to here and I never could have predicted it, but here I am. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's so good to kind of know where someone's come from. And I also just like to highlight the fact um, that Sam said, like, don't get too attached to your vision because things change and evolve and pivot. And if 2020 isn't the year of changing and evolving and pivoting, I don't know what is because it doesn't always turn out the way that you think it's going to. And skills from one area so often come across into other areas. So yeah. I think that's a really important takeaway um, from what Sam said because, yeah, I I would never have thought five years ago that I would have been a business owner, much less the type of business that I have. So, um, yeah, I really love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. And I think it carries across even to when we talk about courses too. Sometimes, you know, people I work with, they're like, I don't know enough or I don't know these things or I've got nothing to share. And I was like, are you kidding me? You've got years of doing this. And they're like, oh. Yeah. Is that interesting? I was like, hell yeah, it's interesting. Like there's so much knowledge there, but we forget because we, I think we compartmentalize. We're like, oh no, that was my previous career or that's my life as a mom or that's my this and that's my that. And we put them all in these little boxes. But the truth is that all of those bits make us a really interesting human being. And we can draw on all of that experience together. We don't have to stick it all in its own little box. Yeah, so true. And so often what we know and what's familiar to us and, and what we're doing regularly, we just think everybody knows that same stuff. Yeah. And they don't. Some do, for sure. Like there are other people doing some of the stuff you're doing, but there are so many who don't. So many. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. So the main reason that I asked Sam to come on the podcast was because, uh, well, we did meet last year. The back of her head is in some of my uh, headshots from last year, if you, you know, anyway. Uh, but I wanted her to come on because I uh, saw her give a presentation recently about course creating uh, and about this whole 
process of, of creating courses and putting courses out into the marketplace. And she spoke uh, all about the idea that each course, like a course needs to have one outcome. And too often we complicate what we're trying to give people and basically take that whole head of knowledge and dump it <laughs> into one thing. Uh, and so I felt like it was a really important message because I see so many course creators that are really struggling to create these massive courses with all this information. And, and I just know, and I know that Sam will agree, like the information is not the transformation. Like that's not actually how we change people's lives. So can you tell us a bit, Sam, about this idea of just one outcome and why that is so important for us, but also for our consumer as well? Yeah, so I think that we've been led to believe that courses need to be really big and really complicated. And like it's just a story, right? It's just it's just a story that we tell ourselves. And yes, there are some awesome huge in-depth programs, but they don't have to be. You like if you and especially if you're starting out, if it's a first program or first course, it doesn't have to be big and complicated. So the one outcome theory is about providing someone with a really clear, simple one-step outcome from your program or course. So that, and for a couple of reasons. One, so that they can see what they're going to get. So they're like, oh, I can take that course and I can get A. Like I know that I'm that's what this is going to do for me. So that you can write a really clear sales page because you're not trying to write this sales page that convinces someone they're going to you know, I don't know, change their entire life in one go, but it's like, no, I'm going to give you this, this clear outcome. And so you can build the thing, right? So you don't have to sit there for months in your office recording hundreds of videos because instead you just have to provide them with the videos that meet the outcome, right? So you, you only have to build the content you need. And when we look at all of those different things, like it makes it easier for, for everyone on the way through. And I love what you said about like, it's not about the stuff inside the course at the end of the day. It's really not. It's about the transformation. And I was talking to someone about it yesterday and I was like, they don't want your content. And she was like, what? I was like, well, they're not buying your content, right? They, they don't really want it. They don't want another 100 videos to watch. They don't want another 10 workbooks to download. They've, they've probably got enough, right? They don't want that. They want the outcome that you've promised. So it's our responsibility to deliver that in the quickest, easiest way possible. Because if we're not doing that, we're doing a disservice to our audience. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I guess um, I had a situation with a client not that long ago um, who had this beautiful, amazing idea for this big course, right? And it had six pieces to it. And it was like, it, it would it's amazing, but it was like, maybe let's just create one piece and put that out there, see how that travels with the audience. Um, it means you're not going to, because she would have, I know, spent probably the next six to 12 months creating this massive six-part course before she even put it out. Um, and in the end, it sold so much better because it was, we could literally just be so specific. And, and as you said, like, it's so much easier to write a sales page, to write your social posts, to plan a launch if you know that this is just the one outcome that they get from that course. Yeah. And I mean, I've worked with some course creators who've built, like you said, with that client, like her six sort of step program would have been incredible. And I don't ever want to talk anyone necessarily out of their amazing, huge program, but 
don't do it first. Like if you're testing a market, if you're trying an offer, if you want to see what works, if you want to get traction, if you want to make some cash flow, like let's start small. And when you've got the profit to support it, when you've got the audience to support it, when you've got all of the things in place, hell yeah, launch a giant project. Like you've got the cash flow to pay you while you're building it. Go for gold. Um, like, but until that point, like let's be nice to ourselves and nice to our audience and build something small and manageable and start there. Mm, absolutely. Totally. So I just want to, uh, you, you almost sort of went there when you were talking before, but you talked about, you know, they don't want the videos. They don't want the information, right? They want the outcome. And so something else that I've heard you talk about is support within mm-hmm. the course, you know, framework and how that is delivered. So could you share a little bit ab- about your philosophy behind support elements that go with courses? Yeah. So it's an interesting discussion because there's a lot of programs on the market at the moment don't have any support and I've got them, right? I've, I've written programs. You can just go to my course platform. You can buy it. You get all the content up front. You do the content, ta-da, right? So it's, there's definitely a place for it. But the question I normally ask clients is, are they going to be able to get the outcome you've promised without support? And if the answer is no, or eh, some of them may be, then we should offer the support because again, right, they want the outcome, but you want them to get the outcome too, because you want them to become raving fans. You want them to go away and shout your name from the rooftop. You want awesome testimonials, but to get any of those things, they need to do the work and get the outcome. So yes, there's definitely a place for content that is self-supported where they just buy the content and they do the thing and that's fine. And if you've got a program where you can honestly look at your content and go, yeah, if I hand someone this, they can do it all themselves. Awesome. But if you look at your content and go, "Mm, like, they're going to get stuck there or like they'll get better transformation if I talk to them here or if I hold their hand here, then support is key. And I think we've been led to believe that courses are passive income and they can create some income, but I like to see them as leveraged income. Like they help us to leverage our time and and our hours but it's not passive. Like the work goes in somewhere and whether that's building great content up front or offering great support in the way through, there's a hell of a lot of work in this. You've just got to put it somewhere. Mm-mm, absolutely. I love that uh, definition, you know, difference between passive and leverage, because I think in the online marketing world, uh, for sure, there's a lot of myths out there around this idea of like totally passive income where you literally have to do nothing. Um, and I, I definitely don't think that courses are that in the majority of cases. So um, to touch on that support piece, um, when you're working with clients, are there lots of different ways that we can be giving support? Yeah, for sure. So, and it really depends on you and your business structure and your who you're working with and all those sorts of things and how you want to run your course. So I was talking to a lady recently and she's like, I don't really want to give them like all my one-on-one time. And it's like, well, okay, right? We won't. We'll look at other ways. So your support might be, I mean, the really fashionable one at the moment is a Facebook group. Maybe your support's a Facebook group. Um, I've got a client who hates that idea at the moment. So we've built a LinkedIn group and another client who hates that idea. So we've bought a Slack chat channel so they can all talk on, like, it doesn't matter, somewhere, a digital space for them to collect together and coordinate and for you to answer questions wherever that digital space may be. Um, it might be group calls, so you can pull them together to talk about concepts that are impacting everyone. It might be one-on-one coaching calls, so you can guide them through a process. It might be that they get something like um, Voxer chat support, so they can send you questions and you can send stuff back. 
I know that a couple of clients who do things like copywriting courses offer revision and feedback. So you send them their work and they, you know, good old fashioned teacher style, mark it and make edits and send it back to you. So it kind of depends on the program, on what you're running. There is no one size fits all when it comes to support, but it's about what works best for me and my audience and what's going to help them get the outcome they want. So in terms of that copywriting stuff, like what's really going to help them write better copy, it's when I'm going to look at it and edit it and go, well, this is awesome, but have you thought about doing this here? And they're not going to get that off a group call necessarily, and they're not going to get that out of a Facebook group necessarily, but they will get that out of emailing in their work and editing and emailing it back. So yeah, it's about how can we help them get the outcome that we've promised and what's the best way to do that. And that's really different for every client. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay. So I just want to really make this practical for the listeners because there's probably going to be some listeners out there that listen to us chatting and they've got a course idea swirling around in their head, or they may have one that's partially created, um, or they may have created and launched one and not seen what, you know, the outcome that they were looking for. So have you got a top tip for what course creators can do in those initial stages to make sure that they're just delivering on one core outcome? Yeah. So my top tip, and it sounds really simple, but it works, is to decide what that outcome is, right? And not just like have a rough idea in your head, but like literally write it as a sentence. By the time they have finished this course, they will be able to do, or they will know whatever. And it should be a sentence, right? If you're in paragraphs, then you've gone too far. <laughs> one, one sentence, people, one sentence. And even better still, like print it or write it on a bit of paper and stick it to the wall next to your laptop. Because f- from then on, what you need to do is that needs to be your point of reference. Like if you're recording a video, it's does this video help them do that thing? Yes. Awesome. No. Well, then why am I recording? Like, what's the point? If it's nice to know that's awesome, maybe you can give them some bonus content. Maybe you can add it as an extra, I don't know, something later, but it doesn't need to go right here because it doesn't help them do the thing you've promised them they will do. So it's about really making it one clear, succinct sentence and putting it somewhere where you can't miss it because you need to keep referring back to it and checking in with yourself. Like, does this help them do that? And if the answer is no, it doesn't belong in your course. Mm, Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. So I'm challenging everyone that's listening to this episode that's got a course idea. It might be a brand new idea. It might be half created, might be fully created. And you might be listening to Sam thinking, oh, okay, hold on a minute. Maybe I should go back to that course and get rid of some of the stuff. Maybe I'm getting people bogged down in too much content that they don't actually need. So I'm challenging you to write that one sentence. What is the outcome by the end of the course for the people that are taking that course? I would love that. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for sharing some like expertise with us. Can you let the listeners know where they can find you if they want to learn more, do more, connect with you? Yeah, so there aren't a lot of sandwiches. Well, there are if you like cheese toasties and stuff, but there are a lot of Sam winches online. So you can stick it into Google. I'm samwinch.com.au or you'll find me on Insta and Facebook under the same handle. Um, But yeah, just come and have a chat. I spend far too much time on social media, so I'm sure you'll find me there for a chat. Yeah, absolutely. So I will link uh, all of Sam's links in the show notes. She also has an amazing group for course creators, which she's constantly going live in, sharing tips and tricks, all those kinds of things. So um, that's a great place to go and hang out with like-minded 
uh, people and get that bit of uh, input from Sam and know what's you know going on in her world and what opportunities there are. I just want to give a shout out before we go to one of Sam's courses, which I have actually done. Uh, and that is responsible for the success thus far of this podcast. So Sam has an amazing short course that you can do if you're looking to uh, launch a podcast. And it, so it's less about the like tech side of the podcast and more about the launching and collaborations and the ways that you can basically uh, create a plan to get your podcast out there. So if that's something that you're planning to do, then you should absolutely uh, head on over and check out that course. I will link it in the show notes because it was amazing. It really helped me put my launch together. And I know that um, quite a lot of my community either have podcasts or are looking at creating them. So head on over and check it out. All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for being with me today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm glad they can't see the video right now because now I'm blushing. Well, I'm in my closet, so that's equally as good both ways. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Podcast. So that you can hear more from us and more people can find us, make sure that you head on over and hit subscribe and leave us a rating or review. If you would like to have more conversations just like this, join us inside our Facebook group, Juggling Motherhood and Online Business. Make sure to tune in next week when another episode of the podcast drops. See you then.